on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 43rd episode of the Saints Prime Podcast. It's with me, Ollie. I'm here with... Harry. Jamie. Mikey. So we're going to preview the Chelsea episode. We went and watched the fielder win away, but we're also going to go through a couple of things before the Chelsea kickoff. Tis what we expect him for today. We've got questions. Mikey going to do press conferences. Press conference. Any transfers? Or... Yeah, the press conference hasn't been done yet. Right. Transfers. Haven't not really. really. No, there's nothing. Okay, not really much to talk about. There was one about a Chelsea one which we can cover later. Well, um, but yeah, that. apart from that, we're going to questions first, then as we always do. So Tis, how can they get the game? And, and Saints Prime on the Instagram because yeah. it's a busy Christmas schedule. Just keep your eyes. Peeled. Yeah, so we're going to go through the questions now. So it's all three from Dan Hurst 96. Thank you very much for your continued support. First one, how pony was Wesley versus us? Not a not phrase I'm used to. Hey. How pony was Wesley. was Wesley against us? Rather have Carrillo that's saying something. <coughs> so oh, we I, just I, I, think, I think it's like donkey like. So right, like okay. That sort of, you know. Yeah, yeah. That sort um, of so were you surprised with his lack of impact in a lot of senses? I he, he, looked he did have right. a few chances, yeah. but he didn't. Like I wasn't. Didn't... I wasn't nervous when he was uh, on attack, but I thought his hold-up play was quite good. It did look like he was quite strong. Um, in our interview with Neil from, uh, oh, from which was Paul McGrath, yeah, that's the one. He mm-hmm. did say that Wesley would be looking to um, kind of cause an upset and cause. Um, he says, he says, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that was quite true, to be fair. So he was kind of <coughs> spot on with that one. Um, so yeah, he did look like he was good on hold up play, but in terms of actually mm, uh, creating an. And that final, the final chance where you just smash it wide quite a few times, I noticed. Yeah. Your thoughts well, on I only thought he got a couple of chances. I thought his build up play was fine. Um, he, he did hold the ball up a lot, but I don't think he got too much support. I think. Him with another striker or with Grealish in behind, that would could be quite deadly. Yeah. Because then you'd have a partnership. But the problem with with like big stocky strikers and Joel Linton's having the same problem is that when you don't have a partner up there, you are very isolated and it's very difficult to get into the game. Yeah. And if you're not willing willing to drop back and if you just want to stay on the centre backs, you're not going to get in the game. Mm. And that was the problem with Wesley. So so. When he, when like their left midfielder comes back, I'm not too sure who it was, but if they sign a winger, Grealish then can slot into the centre and he can be a lot more effective. Like Wesley can be a lot more effective, hopefully. Well, not hopefully, but <laughs> you know, yeah. he probably can be. Yeah, I was thinking that a similar things. Like the problem with him, them, and Newcastle is they don't have a lot of quality. Jack Grealish is more about creating chances for himself, and they've got El Ghazi, who's not great, and on the left wing. I can't actually think so yeah isolation is one of the main reasons why it's not great second one from Dan Hurst would you switch it up to a more defensive line and play the rest of the attacking players for Palace so switching up system for Chelsea to maybe have a better chance of beating um, Palace Mm. Um, I I quite liked the way we played against Aston Villa I think the idea is what you're saying is though if you put five at the back you can use a centre back that hasn't been used and rest an attacking player. Uh, I think it's mm. also the fact that we're more likely to get three points against Palace than Chelsea, especially after their win against Tottenham. Yes, mm. but it, it's it's tough because you don't you don't want the player to get injured, but then you don't want them to not continue their run of form. Yeah, exactly. I would I would 
I would stick with the same eleven that started because I thought they worked well together. I thought Armstrong was very effective. I thought Redmond grew into the game very well. Ings and Long, their partnerships just getting better and better and better with every game. Yeah. Hoiberg and Ward Prowse, they seem to be a bit more like they seem to be a bit more of a partnership. They seem to understand each other a lot more from the Villa game. Like when one went, one sat. While against West Ham, we were getting it where both went, and there was just a massive gap in behind. Bertrand and Cedric, they looked all right. They looked fine uh, mm. defensively. I mean, Cedric did press quite high up for a right back, but uh, I think Stevens and Bednarek, their partnership's getting better as well. So I'll just stick with the same 11. I know it's a lot of games, and I know it increases the chance of injury, but in the form that we're in right now, it's the best form we've had all season. So we yeah. might as well try and keep it going while the teams may try to rotate. Very true, very true. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a similar thing. Even if we do change the players, there's no point changing the system because we've finally got something that works. There's no point switching it to something else and then switching back to the attacking system because then it gets a bit it gets a bit confusing. And especially what Mike said about the players in form. Yes, it's about you don't want to drop them, but if they're getting tired, soft them off at half time. You just want to give them that game time, give them that chance. Because if you if you take them out whilst they're on that form, then they have to try and re pick it up again if they've been taken out and they, they all want to play as well so that, that also helps uh, question number three or not really a question a statement Dan Hurst questioning how negative was I last week with a laughing face well we're all quite <laughs> yeah. I think the majority well, of the fan changes, base is negative so. it changes so quickly you can turn on the sixpence mm. and he was rightly upset because of the performance and it's it's easy to let it get you down but you've got to kind of look at it a further way out and we're always seen as quite positive and saying things need to change yada 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 but it kind of proves that it did turn around for the Villa game and mm. suddenly everyone's very positive I, again I did, I did find it very funny um, looking back at the comments when the lineup was first released um, mm. on Twitter and <laughs> uh, really funny looking back at the comments after the game because the yeah. amount of things why is Che not starting why is Shane starting where's yeah. Bufau where, like all, all these comments and the team played probably the best performance 100%. of the season yeah. so like you, you've just got to stick with it you've got to stick with Ralph stick with the players because they can perform at that level is just whether they can do it week in week out. Yeah, it's one guy I follow is like moaning about Ralph's willingness, unwillingness to change the team's formation. Yeah, and they didn't mention anything else on his account once we on three one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like we were saying, I mean, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when people were saying how long should Ralph have? And we did a poll and it said that forty mm. percent of people I would get it, Ralph. It was, out. it was a third of people. Who yeah, yeah, a third, yeah. Them. yeah, and it and it kind of it turned so quickly and. He clearly shows that passion, doesn't he? I mean, we saw it when he came to the away end and really showed that he was yeah. as happy they came off. So, yeah. yeah. Let's stick with it, I guess. Yeah, Ralph's reaction at the end of the game when he came over. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. But, yeah, it's all right to feel, feel down. To it's, it. it's also... Uh, I I watch Shane Long quite a bit, especially when he's not when he's not on the ball and in stuff person like that. or just playing. <laughs> oh, oh, just outside his <laughs> house. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I watch Shane Long's reactions quite a bit, especially when he misses a goal. Like there's a couple couple of occasions where he's missed and the rebound's gone in. He hasn't looked happy because he's missed the shot. Mm. When Ings scored. That's the first time that I actually thought that he looked delighted that someone else had actually scored. So you could, he's becoming a bit more of a team player. I think he's becoming a bit more of a leader mm. in the dressing room. Mm. He was out for a lot longer um, at the end of the game. Like He was out for a lot longer celebrating with players and he was like high-fiving players and hugging players and all that. So uh, I think he's becoming a lot more of a leader in that dressing room mm. now that he's getting the game time and he's getting the belief. So yeah. I think that's helping too. In combination with that, I think 
fans are starting to put belief in him as well and yeah. actually value him more. I think that's what helps as well, that he's he feels valued rather than he's, he gets stick for not scoring. I think people are starting to realise, oh, look, he runs a lot, he doesn't do anything. Like, the people behind us, I don't know them, but probably six months ago they probably said that sort of thing, and now yeah. they're actually crediting, you know, he's jumped really high, he's winning all the headers, he's actually producing. Yeah, and the thing is as well, like, everyone's saying, yeah, he doesn't score the goals, but if we've got Danny Ings and Shane Long up front, and they suddenly go, well, we'll just mark Danny Ings because he's the poacher. Shane Long can finish. It's just sometimes he gets in the situations, almost the easy chances. We've seen, do you remember the goal against uh, the Leicester one where he was one-on-one, but from that angle, yeah, it should well, be. Yeah, it should have scored. Yeah, yeah. And it, so he has got the ability to score. It's just the easy chances that he gets himself into that he doesn't actually uh, finish he, he off. He proved that quite well against Bournemouth last year where he scored a very difficult finish and then he actually had an open goal and he hit the post. So yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, does it, he does it fine. I think, yeah, when he has to overthink, I think he's actually got quite a good ability to finish. It's, it's, it's just bit, when he has to think about it. A bit like Emre Shan, what Liverpool fans were saying about Emre Shan. When he doesn't have to think about it, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's fantastic. As soon as he takes two, three touches on the ball and he starts thinking, that's when he's not good. Yeah. So I think with like... First time finishes. I mean, he put the header over, but that was a difficult one mm. to try and get in. But mm. uh, with with like his first time finish, I think he's fine. Again, uh, love Watford earliest goal. He didn't have he didn't have time to think because he was no. just running at the keeper and puts yeah. it in. So and beautiful chip finish. So, but it it also takes pressure off of long within scoring because like, I I I know like people always say a striker has to score goals, but. In this system, Long is not a goal scorer. He's mm. the one who's the out ball. He's the one to like win the headers and flick it down to Ings, Redmond, Armstrong running in behind. Mm. So, yes, it would be great if he could start scoring goals. But at the moment, it's not a problem with Danny Ings in his form. So, mm. See, because Danny Ings came out after the game complimenting Shane Long and really yeah. being an upsing about the whole headers he wins in the game, the hold-up play he does. Just, just, I think that would really help Shane as well, Danny, him in public and saying that even though he's one scoring the goals yeah. he really appreciates people around but it was a bit like, like the Villa game everyone mm. did their jobs pretty well like like as as good as they've done all season Yeah. and yeah. in all fairness the Villa goal you couldn't really do much mm. about it maybe a little bit more pressure on the ball but from a corner you're not expecting to press out straight mm. away especially when there's a guy near to the spot and Grealish does a fantastic finish and mm. There wasn't a lot you could do about it. So. Yeah. Okay. So is that the question? Yeah, all that's done everything. Now? Okay. So it's nice to say that we've also got an interview. So we did last week. So we're going to have an interview with at the Bridge Podcast, Chelsea Podcast. We're going to get his thoughts on it now. Okay. So we're now joined by uh, Mikey. So hi there, Mikey. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yourself? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So firstly, what we'll do is if you can give a quick intro to your uh, podcast, and then uh, yeah, we'll go through some questions. So yeah, if you can give us a quick little intro. Yeah, I'm. Obviously, as you introduced, Mikey, I'm uh, one half of the co-hosting duo of Atherbridge Pod, uh, Chelsea FC podcast. Uh, we do it weekly. We talk all things Chelsea. We do game reviews, some topics. Yeah, it's just a bit of fun. We started it about six months ago now, so we're quite we're quite half a year into it. It's uh, it's picked up. It's gathered some speed. We've done some guest appearances on different podcasts, like obviously now yourselves. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a great journey, and hopefully it will carry on doing well in the future yeah brilliant um first question i just wanted to ask how are you feeling going to into this game now because obviously you have had a, a good win against uh spurs and now heading up to uh hosting saints at your place how are you feeling uh, going into the game 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, huge, huge result against Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you beat your former manager. You also beat your direct rival. It's always a feisty affair. And we played very well. However, you know, let's be honest, Southampton, they're in the bottom three, relegation battle. And we've proven ourselves that when we've played Everton, Bournemouth, West Ham, three teams that we should be picking up nine out of nine points from them games. And mm-hmm. um, we've we've lost all three just because we've underperformed and yeah, out of form teams destroying destroying us really. So yeah, I mean obviously yourselves also you picked up three points against relegation rivals Villa. It was a decent performance. Danny Ings looking incredibly sharp. So obviously yeah. I'm quite wary of how he's gonna turn up if he if he does turn up on Boxing Day. But hopefully we should be able to push you guys aside and get three important points. Yeah, fingers crossed. Right, okay, so um, I'll give the opportunity here. So, uh, other boys, have you got any other kind of questions following on from that? So, along with Danny Ings, is there any other player that you're looking out for that you're worried about, or is it just Ings himself? Yeah, da- Danny Ings, he's obviously he's been incredible. And, you know, as even though I might not be a Southampton fan, you know, it's great to see someone who had such bad injury problems in his, his start to his career. And he, he didn't, he got that move to Liverpool, didn't quite work out. And he, he's kicking on now at Saints. And it's great to see. And he might even get a, like the redemption arc sort of and get that England call-up, which would be fantastic for him. And he would fully deserve it. In regards to other players, James Ward-Prowse, you can never rule his moment of magic out. He's a set-piece specialist, as you guys fully know. When he steps, he's got a dead ball situation. You 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 draw a breath in because you never know if it's it's going to be pinged straight in that top corner. So we've got to be careful of him on set pieces. So giving away silly fouls near the edge of the box, we don't want to be doing that at all. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, Tiz, yeah, you, Jamie. Oh, go on, Tiz. Uh, so you were talking about obviously Danny Ings, but. I, I look at your strike force, I see Tammy Abraham, and it's it's his second time in the Premier League. He struggled the first time. Are you surprised how quickly he's adapted, well, readapted to the Premier League? And were you concerned at the start of the season that he wouldn't be able to you know, lead the line and you'd have to go for a Giroud? Yeah, I, I mean, we Chelsea and strikers, they it's it's Chelsea and awful strikers. It's a duo that it's, uh, it's as old as time almost. You know, we've had likes of Morata... Uh, Shevchenko, I mean, I love Shevchenko, but he he just didn't, he just arrived too late. And, you know, we haven't had a proper striker since the likes of Diego Costa and Didier Drogba. So, obviously, when we had the transfer ban, we had no choice but to sort of have and give Tammy Abraham a shot. And obviously, Swansea, the difference between this Chelsea side and Swansea, you, you could argue the quality in the team itself. You know, Swansea battling relegation, it's, you know... He, he didn't perform, but, you know, he had that season in the championship last season with Villa and he, he was he was incredible. And he was their, one of their best standout performers, along with the likes of Grealish. And he's just led the line. He's just really just taken it. That, that confidence as well by Lampard picking him, you know, week in, week out. And he's ahead of a World Cup winner in Giroud. And it's just fantastic to see a local lad do well for our club. And He's not the only player, obviously, to sort of step up from the championship level. You've got the likes of, obviously, Mason Mount and Fakao Tomori. And it's just shown that, you know, sometimes we need to look at our academy, not just Chelsea, but other sides in that top six bracket. Because sometimes you don't need to spend 50, 60 million to have a potential 
top class talent in your ranks, really. Speaking of having that trust in Frank Lampard, were you expecting all these young players to come through and perform at this high level? Well, I, I don't think we, we 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 obviously knew what we were getting because obviously a lot of Chelsea fans follow the mm. academy and shown how you know we've won a fair amount of silverware at youth level, obviously under Jody Morris's leadership as well. So he knew Jody Morris knew what kind of quality we had in that in our academy, and you know the step up from the Championship to the Premier League is it's it can be a daunting daunting task and. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out. But obviously, the likes of Tamori, player of the season at Derby, Mason Mount, he showed what he could do at Derby and in other loan moves. You know, did we expect them to perform at the level they've done so far this season? Most likely not. But we kind of knew they had potential there. And it's just fantastic to see them all do so well. So would, would you argue that the transfer ban came at a perfect time for your club then? Yeah, hundred percent. We we needed that hard reset because we we've shown how, you know, the likes of Danny Drinkwater, thirty five million pounds, <laughs> Bakayoko, where we we spent an extra bit of money to get him out of the hands of Manchester United. It just it didn't seem we didn't really have an approach, and because we were bringing these players in, obviously, you know, there's pressure to play them from the manager whoever's brought them in because that's just kind of the industry and the the business that football is, and especially. Chelsea Football Club. So these academy players didn't really get the chance to play. We saw it last season with like Hudson Odoi. He showed the, the the potential was clearly there, but you know, we gave Sarri a hard time for not playing him. But on the other hand, I sort of understood why he may have not felt as confident in playing him, say, over the likes of Willian and Pedro, because, you know, your job's on the line. And if you're playing an academy player over a more experienced head that you know you're going to get maybe a seven or an eight out of ten every week. It could be the difference between one to two, three years in your job or six months and you're you're out and there's a new manager coming in. In terms of uh, the upcoming game and then also the January transfer window, is there any particular weaknesses in your side that you believe need to be addressed? Yeah, I think we need that left back. You know, we've got Emerson, who's been great for us, and Marcus Alonso, but Again, Alonso, he was in, he was solid against Spurs. However, he played in a left wing back role and that is his role. He's never been a left back. And he's shown that he has that defensive frailty in his game when he plays at left back because he obviously he's quite far up the field. We obviously, as fans, want to see Ben Chilwell. He's the name linked with us quite prominently. I'd love to see him. Can't see it happening this this season because obviously where Leicester are and you know it's just you're not going to sell one of your best key players mm. in January other than that obviously maybe a backup striker because it looks like Giroud's going to head out and I can't blame Giroud for doing so it's a big international tournament year next year next year he wants to play so he he obviously gets in that French team yeah and it would be nice to get a backup striker who that's going to be Hard to really judge at this stage. I've seen a fair few names linked, likes of Dembele from Lyon, possible. Maybe even a swap deal for Giroud could be involved in that. You never know. Obviously, Lyon and our a name linked with Giroud at the moment. And Jaden Sancho, he's a, he seems to be the big name yeah. on the lips of many pundits and also journalists on Twitter. So, fingers crossed. I would love Jaden Sancho at the club. Apparently, he's a, a boy of Chelsea fan. So, him, 
it was just in, what an incredible attack we could have, really. Yeah, and uh, just finally, in terms of uh, going into the kind of second half of the season, if you will, what's the kind of expectations and general consensus? Where would you kind of want to see, realistically, Chelsea come at the end of the year? Well, you know, a title challenge, that's gone. You know, Liverpool, yeah. have, uh, they're, they're miles ahead now. And unless they absolutely capitulate, they're, they're, they've got their first title. And, you know, fair play. Klopp's done an incredible job there. Manchester City, they don't seem as strong as they have. It's, it's one of those, it's almost like the year that Leicester won the title. The top six aren't as strong as previous years. And that's obviously because no one's almost consistently performing week in, week out, apart from obviously Liverpool. It's given that top four race, it's quite more open than we expected. Ideally, we want to be in the Champions League. That's the competition you want to be in. It's, you yeah. know, the, the Europa League's great, but as we know, playing on Thursday, then on a weekend, that rotation, it, it's not great for fitness. And, you know, you want to be in the Champions League at the end of the day. So if we can make top four again, which I feel we can, I feel we're better than Tottenham. I feel we're better than Manchester United and we're certainly better than Arsenal. Yeah, we're, we're probably not better than Manchester City over the course of 38 games and Leicester have been they've been an incredible story again under Rodgers this season and again fair play to them they they have been brilliant they've got a decent young squad as well but yeah top four that's where I'm I'm aiming for and yeah. if we can get in the FA Cup maybe a quarter or a semi-final that'd be also nice but yeah if we if we win this if we win the FA Cup again it's still where it's great but top four for me top four top four okay Brilliant. Is there any other kind of things, Mike? Anything quickly like that? Tears? Anything like? Oh, should we leave it score there? Prediction. Score prediction. Or score prediction. Game. That's a, yeah. That's a nice way to put it. What do you reckon? <laughs> well, consider about offending us too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how you have performed, you could argue that uh, maybe two or three nil to to us, but uh, you're out. Of, you you you're now in form technically. So because you're in form, you know you're a top team again. So we we will perform against you guys. So it will be two or three nil. If you would have lost to Villa. I would wouldn't have been shocked at us losing to two, three nil to yourselves. But, you know, as it as it goes, you're in form now. You're in form. You've got no excuses. Right. Okay. So open up. All right. Well, brilliant. That's been uh, great to talk to you and uh, get an opinion on the game. Uh, do you want to? Yeah. Just quickly uh, say how people can find you. Is there? A... Yeah. You you can find us obviously on all good podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and that's at the Bridge Pod, a Chelsea brilliant. FC podcast, and also on Twitter at the Bridge Pod. Awesome. Brilliant. Right. Cheers. Thank you very much. No cheers. problem. Truly appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Cheers. Cheers. So there we go. There was the interview there. Nice to get the thoughts of the opposition there. Um, so, yeah, what should we go into now? We've done the questions. Should we I'll do a bit of transfer, transfer news? Or transfer news. There we go. Okay, there we go. Bristol City captain and midfielder Josh Brown has been linked with a Southampton move. It was January bids are flying in from Southampton, Brighton and Bournemouth. Age. Age. That's a very good question for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's an extremely good Josh, Josh Brownhill. Josh yeah. Brownhill, yes. I've heard a few things about him. He's, a, he's quite a leader for us to know, he's a captain for Bristol City. And he looks like he's ready to take the next step into the Premier League. Do we need a midfielder? That's the, That's the other thing I was going to say. Is mm. I don't necessarily think we need it. However, I think Romeo could be on his way out of the club, in my mm. opinion, because he was in Steinem quite a lot. But now, I think like James has taken the role in the centre mid. Where he actually, like I said, like said earlier, it's like him mm. and Hoiberg are really playing well together now. He could be out of the club and have a nice younger player come in. Cause I, I, I wouldn't say he's on his way out of the club. I think he's, he's becoming yeah. a different role in mm-hmm. the club. I think he's he's less of a starter now. He's more of a like defensive like mm-hmm. kind of, when we need three in the midfield. Um, he's 24, uh, Josh Brown, who is. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so it fits the captain. Young, young, well. young for a captain as well. You don't usually mm. see captains at the age of 24 like that. Yeah. That's quite It'd young. It'd be interesting to see how well he do, kind of does as a captain if he did join, how that would kind of affect. Because Hoyt yeah. is also quite a young captain as well. But yeah. I mean, uh, even more leaders in the dressing room. Mm. Kind of is. Yeah, can't be a bad thing. Yeah. And Ollie, did you say you had some, some players? Yeah, I saw a slight bit of. Um, uh, there's a Chelsea youth player who plays for the under 19s, England internationals. I think us and Norwich have showed interest. It seems What's like. His no- name? Uh, Mark Gwehi? Gwehi? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Is that right? I've never heard of him. No. Um, it, yeah, it looks like Norwich are going. It says that um, Is it Norwich per- might be a slight. or loan? Uh, it's just a well. It says a, a loan target, so right. it might be a, to try and bolster yeah. up the defence again. But um, we'll see how much is in it. Yeah, apparently us and Norwich are interested. Uh, but I mean, under 19s international, they obviously had a brilliant um, World Cup, and uh, yeah. so he did well there. Um, I think they said that Norwich might be slight favourites because they play slightly more. I think they are more London than. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and apparently also the style of football might slightly more interesting in terms of Southampton. But we have a right back from Genk. I don't have a class name, but it's um, Lahiri, yeah, Lahiri. 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 an old transfer news. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, did, we did that, that last after, week. Yeah, after, I, know, I, did, I wasn't there. Show after. <laughs> <laughs> However, after the game in Aston Villa, Cedric's performance, would you happily take him in? Cedric, well, Cedric's going to leave anyway, so even mm. if it means he's just a score player at the end of the season and then blossoms into a first team player, that's fine by me. Okay, right. So. Transfers done. Mm. Press conference hasn't come through yet, has it? So no predictions. Just well, again. yeah, we'll go through. We'll do predictions at the end. We'll have to do that at the end. So we'll do predictions at the end. Um, so should we kind of do? We talked about lineup and the questions, really, didn't we? So was there anything you'd kind of change there, or would you go exactly the same team as Villa? Uh, again, it depends on injury risk. If, yeah. if players have a chance of being injured or like being tired for the Palace game, you'd rest them. Um, if not then play them yeah. because mm. like I would say arguably that's our strongest 11 that we can put out so yeah. I I would happily... I don't know if you read the interview as well Danny Ings saying that he's become a lot more mature and been able to say when he's feeling him being pushed to the limit so yeah. that was quite nice to see him knowing his kind of limits and knowing when not to push it kind of thing so yeah. Uh, that's quite nice that he's come out and said that. And I, I think Hoiberg had a little issue when it came into the second half. He obviously played out the whole game, but be interesting to see I, whether he it, be... it was the end of the first half, so I think it was like on the end of a slide tackle. Yeah. He got a little nick from a stud or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and he, he kind of he uh, came uh, out he came early. early of the second half yeah. but, and sort of tested it out. So if, if he's hurt, bring Romeo in. Yeah. If not, then... Do you reckon that would cause much of an impact with Romeo or... I think Hoiberg's sort of playing that kind of role of May. We won't have like the ball player because Hoiberg was spraying the ball around the pitch. He had a lot. He, mm. he did switch the play quite a bit, so we wouldn't have that sort of spraying around the pitch that Hoiberg can do. But mm. with the roles that it seems to be, it seems like Ward Prowse is the box to box, and Hoiberg's the one that holds. So, yeah. like as long as they can communicate well, I don't think it should be that much of an issue. No, and also you've got the playmaking and Armstrong if he still stays on the right, which would be quite a nice little. Yeah. bit there as well um, and do we know is, is Buffal obviously still getting injection so I guess he's, he's not going to have a chance to know. Um, Shinepo seems out so yeah it looks like it's going to uh, to be fair we don't have much choice but it's a good winning formula anyway so yeah. you don't yeah. really want to deviate too much from it you, you could see Obafemi maybe coming on the wing um, if if Shinepo's back 
he might possibly he might yeah. make an appearance. Apart yeah. from that, I can't really see a lot changing. No, well, no. that seems seems okay, doesn't it? Really. Um, so yeah, kind of thoughts on the game, how it's played, how we should attack it, and then finally we'll give predictions. Mm, I'm just a bit worried about this game because I think the way we're set up against Aston Villa is because we knew their weaknesses and mm. they're not. I, no offense, Aston Villa, but they're not as good as Chelsea. They've a lot more right, developed players. Don't think they're, they're going to no. disagree with I, that. I don't think they're going to disagree. They may agree. They may disagree. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I'm a bit worried the way we have formation and the way we attack them will be a lot. Will definitely a different ability to Chelsea. So I'm not too sure if we'll be able to keep going that the form we have in mm. the current formation. So I may disagree with you, but I'm change and run player five at the back. Okay. Which mm. extra centre back would you bring in? That's a good question because I don't know. The thing is with Vestergaard being linked to his January moves, away, I actually don't think what happened. But it's just I think I'd rather your sheet is more experienced than Chelsea. Although Abraham is quite a bit of a uh, aerial tool, tool mm. guy, would Vestergaard be able to? But I don't want to do a Mark Hughes An thing. Tool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a Mark Hughes and say oh he's tall, so we bring him in. But yeah, I I see it coming from hell, but I think Jack Stevens kind of got that covered in a way. Yeah, okay. but I just think your sheet's got more of the experience getting to the top tier side. If we were to do five at the back, say it's Crystal Palace, then I'll bring in. The so your sheet is coming out. Who's coming in? No, no, no. Yeah, your sheet is yeah. coming in. Um, yeah. I'd probably take out. I'd actually. That's a very good question actually because. See, that's the only thing is I like Shane Long and Dennings at the front, but I think if we're playing five at the back, we'd have one up front. What you could do is you could do five and then three, take Redmond out, and you could do Armstrong, yeah, Armstrong, Warprouse, uh, Hoiberg in midfield, and then do your two up front. Like the only thing with that is I don't really, tr- really don't, I don't really trust Cedric. We have no one to come back and cover. But him. what we saw on the weekend against Villa was Cedric pushing up high and Stevens coming across anyway. Mm. Yeah. That was in a four, so a five yes, would, yeah. may be a possible situation for mm. that to work in. So Chelsea, Chelsea play a three-four-three. Um, that's what they played against Spurs anyway. Yeah. So like, I I would say that the two in midfield could still probably work. Um, because they don't play the attacking midfielder, so we won't be left one on one in the centre of the pitch. If one of them pushes forward, it will still have we'll still have two in there, or that one will still be sitting. So I'll say the formation will still work. I wouldn't mm-hmm. think we would switch to a five unless we are under a lot of pressure. And even then, Hoiberg could probably do a job at centre back. I've never seen him mm-hmm. play there, I but but I think yeah, he's he's played at left back against Fulham, so he, he can probably do a job at centre back as well mm-hmm. if he's needed. When you're saying three four three, is that so? So three centre backs, um, two wing backs, two central midfielders, and then three up front. I don't know if they're sort of inverted wingers and okay. like two. Well, being you could say, on, I think wingers or, could be um, quite effective because if you get in between the lines of. The centre backs and the wing backs, yeah, and put the space into there. You you could be quite effective. And also, yeah. as long as the wing is tracked back, you've always got a two on one against the full back. And you got a pocket of space there as mm. well to attack. So, in, in terms of if they fall back and create a solid line, it's just going to be a factor breaking them down, which may be our issue. Yeah. So it's going to be quick breakaways that we're going to be mm. focusing on. And that's in what order we did well to, against Villa. Yeah, so. that's true. So in order to actually get into those pockets of space, we have to counter quickly so and hopefully that should play into the home f- um, feeling as well because sometimes the fans get disappointed that we're not breaking away quickly or our possession is slow so to try and get we're the fans away. in the zone oh, I did that last time <laughs> yes, as well yes. <laughs> oh my god right just ignore that then just ignore that I think that's a nice uh, well, I'll do predictions then and then we'll wrap it up so Jamie your prediction if we're going to get a win <laughs> but I'd like to win obviously but I'm a bit on the edge so I'd say 
I would get like a. I know because we did beat him three one at home last time. Was not home, but when we had Pella, he got a double against them. But um, I don't a know. Little while ago, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we play them at home this we season? Yeah, we lost four one. We played, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Four, we played a four back in that game and lost four one. Yeah. I'm gonna go for a one all draw. One all draw. One all draw. Mikey, well, I'm going nil nil. Nil nil. I was, yeah. was going to say nil nil as well. Yeah. I'll just say 2-2 because two, two, it makes it interesting then. Do you then. like betting on draws that answer? Mm. I'm, yeah, <laughs> well, I should say so, yes. <laughs> okay, so we'll wrap it up there then. There's our prediction for Chelsea. Um, we'll have a Christmas special coming out soon as well, Ooh. so keep an eye out for that. Mm, right, so, yeah. See you when's the Christmas quiz, boys. Yeah, well, Will Christmas I get my too. fourth in a row? Yeah, yeah, there we go. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on the Saints Twitter to get direct links to it when it does come out. Keep, uh, stick the notifications on if you want and... Uh, You'll get a notification when it comes out, mm-hmm. and also we had our questions at the start of the episode. So it is how how the Saints questions Prime on the Instagram. They will go up at absolutely any time because <laughs> of our packed Christmas packed schedule. Christmas so schedule. make sure you keep your eyes out. Yeah, keep your eyes out. But apart from that, yeah, thank you much for listening. Nothing else to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks Merry for listening. Christmas. And well, yeah, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you again for the reaction to the Chelsea game. Ooh. See you next time. <laughs>